Hello, everybody. Paul Alcoholic. Um, what do you want to speak about? Any particular? Well, Kath has um, just said to us she's um, she's she's a few months in and uh, she's not done the steps yet. So um, I don't know. Do you want to do you want to start at step one, maybe? Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Cool. So uh, I, of course, there's a lot of different views on the steps from the members. Uh, you just share one view. And one of them, I think it's, it's stated uh, in, the, uh, in the 12 by 12, which is the first step is a really a reflective step. You finally, hopefully, you probably visited this idea before, but AA will bring you back to that, which is reflecting uh, on your life based on the the statement that AA gives us that we were powerless over alcohol and it could be other things and our lives had become unmanageable. We're just attempting to see if our own life experiences while when we were out there using and maybe even before uh, verified that statement to us because basically as a lot of people say it's the only step that you have to do perfectly and a lot of the steps, especially around the first, second, and third, they're always talking about being convinced, which is a state of uh, believing in, with certainty that that statement, step one, is correct to you in your own life, that you are, were or are powerless over alcohol, or let's say, and, and drugs, and that your life became unmanageable. So the first two steps are really reflective. The second step is you reflect on what it's like since you've been introduced to AA. And, uh, and, and maybe the statement that something is doing for you what you can't do for yourself, you've come to believe that, uh, is true for, not, for you or not. And in my experience it was, you know, I had spent eight weeks in recovery and I hadn't drank. And that was sufficient enough to bring me to the realization that I had come to believe that something had restored me to sanity concerning the insanity that precedes the first drink because I hadn't arrived at the first drink for eight weeks where usually <laughs> that was basically a given that I would, without knowing it, arrive at the first drink or the first drug and then maybe try to stop or or uh, manage or control it after that where obviously the solution is is not to pick up the first drink so really in aa if you look at it it's not really about stopping drinking it's about not starting yeah so it's it's going to changes the circ you know the causes and conditions that are there before you drink so that there won't be that drive or that obsession or that seeming in, insatiable need to escape from life. So the recovery is from the underlying causes and conditions that cause us to want to get out of something a lot. And we basically found a methodology, which was the drink or use, that maybe had worked 
but long ago has passed that point and hasn't worked. And the payoff cost ratio has uh, really switched to a lot of cost with a lot of with a very little payment payoff. So the first step and the second step in I'm presenting it right now. It's not my steps, but it's a reflection. You reflect before you were sober and you reflect now that you're sober. And hopefully you come to those two conclusions or that the first and second step uh, imply. And then the third step, because the steps, uh, the step that comes before a step lends itself to that step. So it is a process and it's, it is a progression. And basically the step that's before where you're at has produced the conditions to allow you to get the next step. So this is the thing. So the first step, uh, powerless, is sort of like if you're dancing with a gorilla, you're gonna stop when the gorilla wants to stop. Uh, I have a real big, uh, a lot of ideas about powerlessness. Uh, and then your life became unmanageable. Now, I had a rude awakening around the first step after I got into recovery because I believed or I was living under the assumption that my un the unmanageability in my life was caused by the drinking and using. I didn't see it was the drinking and using was a solution to the unmanageability of my life, really. But I didn't see it that way. I So when I got sober, I figured, oh, shit's going to be great because I stopped doing what was causing all the shit, but it wasn't the cause of all the shit. So this is caught in the statement of AA, which is, you know, the drinking and if you want to say using is but a sy symptom of underlying causes and conditions. Now, this is where once you get cleared up and you get some sobriety and some recovery, I hope it lends us the possibility and the clarity to look at the underlying causes and conditions. And really the next bunch of steps are all about that, or about changing the underlying causes and conditions. And they point to what they believe those conditions are, which is the problem resides in the mind. We're excessively concerned with this, this idea of being Paul and that excessive concern is the driving force for a continued irritability, restlessness, and discontent, which sort of demands relief. And basically, it will tell you how that relief can be attained and lead us to the first drink again or the first drug. And then basically, it starts the cycle all over again. And it's described pretty well. You know, you'll come out of a, a run and then you'll feel remorse and guilt. And then you don't like to feel that. So you drink again to get relief from that remorse and guilt that was produced by the drinking and using and so on and so forth. So it continues. It's almost like a, a loop, but it has a momentum of going down the drain. Yeah, you're, it's not like you're just doing this. You're going down. <laughs> And of course, the system is denying it and blaming it on others and rationalizing and excusing its own failures all day. So you're basically relying on a failed system and you're going down with the ship, so to speak.
not knowing that you're not the ship and you could jump off. You basically figure, I'm going down, down, down. So, so the underlying causes and conditions are what really interest me. Because uh, if those underlying causes and conditions aren't noticed or recovered from, you're going to probably live in a lot of fear about drinking again or doing drugs again. And you won't be having the experience the problem doesn't exist for you anymore. That won't be available. You'll be still living in a way under the tyranny of the past regime, the alcoholism. And that's no way to be sober, in my view. You know, I don't want to be sober and have the sobriety surrounded by anxiety and fear and control. And I just, I'd rather be like a free-range alcoholic. Yeah, so the underlying causes and conditions, when they get remedied, that's what allows you the freedom. Not, it's not freedom from drinking. You need to stop drinking to, uh, to, uh, to lend yourself to the freedom. But it's not the drinking, <laughs> the stopping the drinking, that's the freedom. It's freedom from the bondage of self. It's stated very clearly in the book. It's not freedom from drinking and using. It's freedom from the bondage of self. So basically, that's the underlying cause and condition of all the other behaviors that jackpot us and uh, are examples of an unmanageable life. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to go into it. Okay. Unless you want to get it, go into it too much. Because my, my ideas of this are very... Uh, concrete. I believe the underlying causes and condition, the root of the problem is an identification as the problem. So looking at it as it from a, a host parasite type of view, the parasite has convinced the host that it's the host. So we're living as the host through and by the parasite. Yeah, and we can't recognize it as other because we're, we're, in this, we're in the bondage of self. And the bondage of self is captured beautifully is in the statement, self can't get out of self. That's truly the bondage of self because self is an irritable, restless, discontent, mental agitation. And it's constantly flittering here and there and it has a lot of fucking demands coming out of imaginary needs. And so it's driving us crazy, really. And so it seems I'm more, when I was younger, I was more afraid of people who weren't trying to get out of self. Because I said, how the hell could they put up with that? So I had a huge drive to get out of self, but I didn't know I was identified as that which I wanted to get out of. I didn't know it until I knew it. And I didn't even know it when I came, after a few years of AA, it was revealed to me and it came through the lens that sobriety afforded me. And it was revealed that I'm not that. And I always use this, people must be tired of this statement, page 64, but it's the flagpole of of the AA program to me, being convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. 
that's how he's presenting a way you can look at all the working steps and and all the suggestions and everything else and that's the one i gravitated to or actually i found myself in and i've never left it it just it uh i saw self as other i don't know how else to try to exp express it i saw self as other that which i was just assuming to be me even recognize even after recognizing an objective me that was all fucked up and had you know was just screwed and completely screwed i didn't realize the observer of that me was also me yeah it was also self and until i saw the bifold nature of the bondage of self uh, that experience of the problem not existing for me didn't stabilize. But when I did see that bifold nature of self as the observed and self as also the observer, when I saw that, then that problem doesn't exist for me stabilized. And I saw it, the problem doesn't exist as me. And I really think that's the root of the problem. So there you go. Okay, wow. Thank you very much. That was uh, that was lovely. That I like the the bifolding doors thing. That's amazing. Thank you very much. And we've got a question. You've got a hand up there. It's uh, John. John, do you want to come in and ask Paul a question? Yeah, sure, sure. Hey, John, alcoholic. Uh, hey, thanks, Paul, for repeating this message so much. I can tell that you kind of sounds like you say the same thing over and over again. But that's important for people like me who, who, who just started getting into this. I've been sober for four years, went to a, uh, can you hear me? All right, by the way. Yeah. Oh, good. Yes. Okay. 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 Good. Uh, so I've been sober four years and then, so I, uh, I worked the steps and, uh, the obsession was lifted from drinking and I thought, well, the whole program is dependent on a higher power. So I decided, well, I'll become Catholic. So I, so I joined the Catholic church that wasn't really doing it for me. So then I, for some strange reason, I ended up at non-duality. Okay. And here I am sitting in this meeting and it seems like AA and non-duality have a crossroads because I'll, I'll, I'll start listening to somebody and then find out later that they're also in the program. But I guess long story short, sorry to go on that rant is, is like, I've seen that I'm not John, uh, so I've, so in a way I, I feel like I've seen the self, but then I've listened to a few of your videos and you talk about how the self will also claim the, the seeing of the self. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. And so now I'm, I'm also quote unquote seeing that, but now instead of like the voice in my head, that's not me, the voice in my head is seen as other. And now it's like, I have almost two voices in my head going at it. So like, yeah. I'm seeing like the self fight the self, but like they, yeah. I mean, my thing is, is like, they don't shut up. It's like, I'm in a room with like two, two fighting people and I'm still annoyed by it. And that fact that I'm annoyed <laughs> by it, I guess there's a, there's a part of me that's like, because I'm annoyed by, by it, even though I see it, but I'm still annoyed by it. Does that make sense? Is that, is that indicate yeah. anything? Yeah. Yes, but that's going to change. You know, AA uses the term outgrow, yeah, means there's a process that's happening now. 
Yeah, it's okay. not over. It's not ready to start. It's we're in it. Yeah, and we're in. Yeah. You could say as this action figure, as an expression of an experience here, we're in the process of outgrowing. Yeah, identification with that, with outgrowing uh, the faith in a finite self and moving towards the faith in something infinite. Yes? And so yeah. the stuff that was successfully sort of muted by being unconscious, now that there is, let's say, I don't, I don't like to say more awakeness, but there's an awakeness, you become more aware of shit that your head was muting yeah it didn't it wasn't getting rid of it it just was muting it yeah so a lot of times the head strategy is to live an unconscious life basically yeah it wants you not to know this and know that and you're pretty much on a need to know basis and you don't you don't really know much <laughs> yeah so when there's more revelation, there's a responsibility in that, yeah? You have to come to terms with shit that you never really wanted to come to terms with, yeah? So you see that which was always here starting to go, and in a way, when it was always here, it was less noticed than when it starts to go, yeah? So basically, it sort of sounds like it sucks, but really it doesn't because you were totally out to lunch and uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now sort of it's not like the light came on you're like a flashlight yeah so wherever awareness that you know seems to be where you are is going to you're seeing shit that used to be unnoticed now because we're coming out of see the dependence on self is a very unconscious affair. Yeah, there's a statement in the agnostic part we used to always read about, he talks about all these situations and conditions and it starts with without knowing it, yeah? So we, we have no idea, we're thinking, it's sort of like we're thinking we're on a giant concrete slab where we're really on thin ice, yeah? We have no fucking idea. So we come to, as we say in t step two, you come, you come, you come to, and then you come to believe. Well, there's a lot of coming to, yeah, in the outgrowing, the unconscious condition, yeah? So you're in good hands, bro. Yeah, just that, you're going to lose interest in the two little arguments. It's going to be like, uh, remember they have those shows that they, Jerry Springer or something, they bring two people in and fucking an argument and everyone would just wait for the chairs to be thrown and shit like that walk out of that room before that you get even gets to the chairs being thrown because you're going to lose interest in it <laughs> you are because it's not about you <laughs> seriously yeah all right right on man thank you yeah yeah you're welcome cheers, cheers john that's right thanks very much so well um... in a living event the event hasn't happened or has never, you know, it's always happening. We're in this event of outgrowing, outgrowing, outgrowing. Yeah. And then growing into and growing into and growing into. Yeah. So sometimes part of the growing into, the emphasis is on the outgrowing. Yeah. 
So you get more emphasis on what you're growing out of than what you're going into. And then a lot of the time you get a lot of emphasis on what you're growing into and you lose interest in what you're growing out of. That's freedom from the bondage of self, basically. Yeah. Thank you. That was great. Thanks for that question. Cheers, Paul. Thanks. Thanks very much, John. That was awesome. Um, so we've got to get some more hands up there. If you've got a question, uh, I know Kaiser's got one. I've got one a little bit just on that point. You were talking about the, the two voices and stuff. Is um, And this is, I guess, it's pretty much, I think I know the answer to this. Um, how do we silence those two, those two voices, those two those twins having, having a fight. How do we find the silence right, so, in your experience? All right, so how do you work? silence them? Let's remember what we're involved in. We're in, as, he, as John said, uh, reliance on a higher power, yes? Mm-hmm. So your job isn't to silence the voices. Your job, yeah, is to see the voices finally and see them not and then see them see the emperor without clothes seeing them as not your voices yeah then that power that we've been interest introduced to in this program and that we're relying on will take care of the fucking rest yeah this is a self this is not a self-reliance program it's a reliance on a higher power program this is just another example of reliance on the higher power what am I? What what can I do to silence them? Obviously, you can't do much. That's the point of your powerlessness. Yeah, you can't manage yourself out of the condition that you've managed yourself in, <laughs> in a weird way. So we rely on that grace, and it's not like, it's not a leap of faith. We know it works. We've seen enough miracles in our lives in recovery. I hope. I mean, Jesus Christ. To me, I think it's almost selfish to still keep doubting it, yeah? I just do, because it's done for me what I couldn't do for myself. (laughs) You see, a principle catches all the fish that think they're so unique and special. The principle catches every situation and problem, because principles override situations and circumstances, yeah? The uniqueness of the situation or the circumstance doesn't dumbfound the uh, principle. The principle overrides it, yeah? That's why we attempt to live a life of principle, because it it overrides the circumstances and situations which are always being given a specialness of this is the problem. There's never been a problem like this. This is the stumper. This overrides the principle. No, they don't. Yeah. You're not this. I have people, I mean, they have the most unique problem. (laughs) I've had super unique problems. I could not find one person who had some of my physical problems. But the fact is, it doesn't, all that uniqueness, specialness is all lost under the guidance of a principle. The principle is reliance on a higher power. Yeah. So in other words, all right, I see the garbage. Maybe I, I see the garbage. 
I put it out on the street. I don't have to wait, look out the window all night to see if the garbage man's going to come. I have faith that every Wednesday morning the garbage man comes, and it's almost like a miracle. It's all gone, you know, at 10 o'clock Wednesday a.m. Yeah? But I've seen it now 30-something years. I, I do, there's a lot better things to do than look out the window all night. Yeah? I might as well just fucking get a good night's sleep. Yeah? Because it's in something else's hands, yeah? It's not my responsibility to sort of referee the battle between non two imaginary ideas, yeah? That would be a part of the two imaginary ideas. The, the two fighting will, will, it's sort of like a, an amoeba cell. It will make another one. <laughs> now you'll be the referee of the other two cells. Yeah. Let it, let's just stop at two. You see, there's the self that we've objectified, and now we can see it also taking the subjective role. That's it. You don't need to fucking do anything else. Yeah? It will, it will beget a third and a fourth and a fifth, but basically it comes from the two. Yes? One, two. That's it. You've seen it now. You've seen both. The gig is up. Yeah? Trust the process. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah, just I live in Yorkshire in the UK. I'm sure there's people that still that do look out the window waiting for the garbage to be taken. To be honest with you, I'm sure they're out there. So yeah. But well, if, let's say they do that, but if they do it after 12 years of consistent garbage uh, retrieval and dispersal, something's up, man. Yeah. I mean, obviously, what you're taking yourself what you're taking yourself to be is not going to be convinced. You might as well move on and find the innermost because that head has a story and it's hang it's just gonna it's just gonna live on in that story uh, despite all evidence to the contrary. Yeah. Yeah. Well just on that though, if I just um double down on that a little bit, um what's the difference between that and then making conscious contact? If you if you're gonna be up all night watching the garbage come, what's what, what does conscious contact mean? For me, what conscious contact means is different than what they're saying in, in what a lot of people imply. To me, conscious contact is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and having an experience called my day, yeah? The experience of life is brought about by being conscious to the experiences. And how am I being conscious to the experiences? I can see them, hear them, feel them, taste them, touch them. And also there's thinking about those experiences. Yes? Mm -hmm. That's conscious contact. What AA says, it doesn't, it's not denying where we, we're not in, that we're in conscious contact. Step 11 is to improve the conscious contact. The conscious contact is there. What we have trouble with is that we're unconscious to the conscious contact. We're unconscious to the conscious contact because we're up the ass of self. We're obsessed with self, and the binary byproduct of that is being unconscious to the conscious contact. To the point 
Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, is it enough to override our imaginary obsession with what's not happening? Yeah? We're thinking about next week, and it's overriding the sense of being consciously in contact with today. I can't believe it. You have to realize it has to be a great devotion in the thought system to constantly override us from recognizing what's happening by the obsession of what's not happening. I'm just, it's unbelievable. See, seriously, the biggest thing, the biggest experience of addiction I ever had was love of cocaine. Yeah? I was addicted to low cocaine, I was addicted to the ritual of doing cocaine, shooting it up, or freebasing it. I was addicted to it. I didn't get much out of it. You'd get a high, but most of the time you felt fucking completely shitty, yet it seemed to be worth it. Yeah? All right? Yet all those times, even being like eight days, ten days straight on cocaine, I never thought I was cocaine, ever. <laughs> never. There was always a sense of being Paul. That's the original addiction. We're starting at the point of being cocaine. Can you imagine what an addiction the obsession with self is? It didn't get overridden by cocaine use. Mm. The self was just, just, the self was like thriving in it. Yeah? It loves when you try to get out of it. <laughs> it loves it. It's, it. It feeds on it. Yeah? You don't realize how deep the addiction of the mental state is to self. Look at it. It can override 30 years of sobriety. It can. It can thrive in recovery. It's, a, it's an addiction that migrates in and out of all the other addictions. It's mind-boggling. Yeah? The same thing you were calling Paul before sobriety, you're still calling Paul after sobriety. You still think the voice in your head is you speaking. That's why it's a complete, the solution is reliance on something greater than self. Because our identification as self is probably the greatest form of reliance on it that you can ever fucking come up with. You're so relied on it, you call it you. I mean, to me, oh, man. Whatever pill or drug or alcohol I drank, I never thought it was me, ever. But I'm thinking some foreign pathogen is me all day. How are you going to be free from it if you're identified as it? You think you're going to be free as it? You really do? You think you're going to be free as that? After 30-something years, it hasn't worked. It ain't working. A parasite is a parasite is a parasite. You're not going to domesticate it. It's not going to go to the beach and play fetch. 
It's not, it's, it doesn't give a shit about you. It wants you because you allow it to have something it doesn't have on its own. It can express through you. Yeah? It doesn't drink. It can't drink. It needs you. It can't dial the number of the liquor store and get it delivered. It has to convince you to dial the number of the liquor store and get in it. And every time it leaves you in the fucking pits, you call, you claim every one of its actions that it drove you to as yours. You can't be more identified as that. Let's get serious about the, the nature of the problem. You don't have alcoholism. Does it feel like when you're under the throes of active al alcoholism, do you feel like you have it? It's sort of like you, when you have a little dog, you're walking it. When you have a huge dog, it's sort of like it's walking you. Yeah? You're fucking trying to, it's walking you. Get a like 150 pound mastiff and you're going to tell me your experience is, oh, I'm going to walk the mastiff. It, does, it doesn't look like that. It looks like it's walking you. Let's be honest. The language is part of the fucking disease. Oh, I have alcoholism. Yeah, no. You, it looks like it's had you for a fucking couple of years. When someone comes in, we all look the same. Oh, look what my alcoholism did. It did something completely different than your alcoholism. No, it's alcoholism. Yeah, it treats all of us the same way. Shitty. <laughs> and it has the greatest disguise of all time. It's convinced us that it's us. Jesus Christ. So every time it's walking around our house naked, fucking doing shit, we call it me. Yeah. It's got, oh, let's go into the secrets vault. Let's see if we can produce any guilt and shame today. You're feeling too good. Oh, remember when you were five? You did this. You're fucking, you're on, you've been convicted. And he's the jailer, the defense attorney, and he was your attorney. <laughs> you, were you were definitely going to get a life sentence. <laughs> oh, you'll never get out of this. They'll never get better. Just, just admit it. Fuck it. Let's get loaded. <laughs> it's slavery. It is slavery. Yeah, you're enslaved to the thoughts because they're seen as yours. You're bonded as the doer because you believe everything that ever was done through you, you did it. Yet you have tons of evidence while you were under the influence. You had no choice. You were going to do what the gorilla wanted to do. It's amazing. I just can't. I mean, we are very adaptable, but sometimes it's a disservice. Why do you want to adapt to that fucking parasitical takeover? Why? I don't want to cohabitate a life with it. I don't. It had me because you're never going to cohabitate with it. It's never, it's going to be all of it and none of you, basically. That's how it rolls. I don't see how, well, whatever, you know. I had this moment that crystallized it. I saw self as other. I did. 
I had already left the idea of drinking and using was the root of my problem. I knew there was underlying situations and circumstances, something. I knew, I didn't know what it was, but I knew there was something that was not being noticed. And then it was revealed, self is foreign. So what has defeated me by its manifestations is a foreign activity. As soon as I saw that it was foreign, I, I could entertain, hey, I can be free from it, from it, from it, from it. And as soon as I entertain, I can be free from it, there was the beginning of truly outgrowing its circumstances and conditions. As soon as I saw it wasn't me, that was the moment I could start growing out of the artificial me and growing into a different state. All the states you think you're growing into, if you're, if you're arriving there as self, it's just an extenuation of the state of self. It'll shit, on, it'll shit in every new condition you arrive at. It will. It'll piss on it and, and claim its territory. I've seen it. I've heard it. I've gone to thousands of meetings and I've heard the problem talking about the problem. There is a solution. Yeah. And the problem has nothing to do with the solution as they always tell us, yeah? All right, Dave, anyone else? Wow, um, yes, there's a few brave souls who've got hands up. Oh no, Walter's still got his hand up. I think Kaiser had a quick question. I think he's got a bit of a controversial question. So. You know, I wanna say something first, Dave. Go for it, go for it, mate. I'm willing to be here every fucking Tuesday and Thursday mm -hmm. till death do us part, I will. Oh this will never stop. It has nothing to do with me being interested in it. It isn't. It's a seat assignment. I understand it's a seat assignment. This action figure has surrendered to it. So if anyone shows up, I'll show up as long as I can. Because every other point without this being clear is pointless to me. Truly. Yeah. If you keep, if you, if you keep trying to open all the doors with the wrong key, it's not going to work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and I'm hoping, hold on, Dave, too. I'm hoping it's not the words. I'm hoping something's getting through this Zoom platform. Something is getting through it. It's not the words. The words are the vehicle. I want, something has happened with me, and I want to share that because I know we share the tyranny of the bondage of self. I know that. And I know you can, you must have a deep regard for freedom from that. You must, because it takes one to know one, how terrible, how incomprehensible and pitiful those conditions can be. 
We've shared that. Let's share a solution to it. Yeah. Not a crippled solution that includes the problem, but a possibility that we may not be the problem. Yeah. Because if we take it to be the, if we take it with us, it cripples the recovery. We're going to be on crutches the rest of our fucking lives. All right, Dave. Thank you very much. And um, just on that, we'll I'll still be here every week as well, mate. So we're always we're going to be in it together. And there's no worries with that. Walter, are you ready now, mate? It's your turn. <laughs> I'll go to Walter first, and I'll bring in Kaiser after. I think. Go on, go yeah. On. Good evening. Hey, Walter. Uh, good evening, Paul. You said it all, man. It's weird. You you're answering questions which were going on in my head. Uh, what I wonder, you know, about step one. We admitted we were powerful, powerless over alcohol. Right on. But I, the first time I saw this step one, I think, yeah, wait a minute, you're powerless anyway, you know. You're powerless over life, you know, and it became unmanageable. But then again, wait a minute, the life is unmanageable, you know. Sometimes it works out what you're planning. And sometimes it doesn't work out, you know? And then you say, I did it. And when it went wrong, you said, from, I did something wrong, you know? But to me, you know, actually the most, the, the, the biggest part of the, 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 the journey is actually in step one, you know, to admit that you're, uh, yeah, actually you have to surrender. Yes. Because yeah. uh, uh, by doing the step again, you know, you, you, you do need willpower for it. And then again, you know, by the grace of God, you have the willpower to do the steps. And every time you do the steps, they turn out different. And I've seen this also in the AA rooms, you know, people who brag about how many times they did the steps and they, they, they keep it safe. They put it in a map, etc., etc. you know. And then they get in a depression when the map suddenly uh, gets wiped out by the computer who failed, you know? And am I wrong or what, you know? And this is, this is, I think I'm not wrong about it, but this whole struggle about this whole identities, I also see this, of course, you know, this, these voices in my, in my head, you know, uh, the figures, etc. And sometimes I'm out of it and it doesn't matter, you know, it can be in work time, it can be in the traffic, it can be through meditation, but there's no recipe for it. And this is, this is amazing, you know? I only know that it's disturbing me. <laughs> but, and not to get disturbed about it, that it is disturbing me, you know, but... Uh, I mean, at the end of the story, I'm all already full of grace that I have a proper sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the whole, see, to me, you know, traveling lighter, what more do you want, really? <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. yeah. This is I mean, another question. Huh? This is actually even another question what I'm putting out. 
the idea of, uh, well, first of all, everything does work out. It may not work out the way we want it, but everything works out, yeah. <laughs> and if you looked at it in a sober way, you would see, see, there's a, there's a lot of bad press for the word powerless, but powerless is just a, a sober assessment, yeah? We find ourselves quite a lot in a powerless situation, yeah? yeah. Mostly. Somehow the mental state tries to present that as weak or something like that, but it's really, that's the empowering moment. To me, if you keep exerting power when you're powerless, you're going to experience powerlessness, frustration, people not doing what you want, things not going your way. All of those interpretations of experiences come from the failure to recognize the innate powerlessness of us in this condition. Yeah? It's just, see, there's a lot of facts that aren't bent by you not taking them as facts. They just keep glaring. It's like a big thumb sticking out all day, you know, just basically restating the obvious that you're powerless. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with that or not. It's nice to re recognize because at that moment of recognition, there's an access to power. Yeah, it's just that way. So as long as, and see, to me, I don't go from power, powerlessness, power, powerlessness. I got convinced that I was powerless, convinced. It doesn't come up for debate. I don't, there's no review committee. There's no, okay, it's now time <laughs> to take back the, re no, I realized I was inherently powerless and it's been very, very rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear around that. It has, because anytime you're wanting it to be a specific way, you're opening up to the fact of powerlessness to slap you around. So just to be accountable for it, yeah? <laughs> and when you speak like this... It's like the... It's, let's say, if you were a baby and you started to, to go pass out like you are going to die, and your mom slapped you, it brought you back to life. To me, this is what love is like. It won't allow you to keep your, keep love in, you know, fucking enslaved to all this shit. It'll keep bringing up the same invitation over and over again until you get it. All right, all right, I'm powerless. Yeah. All right, now that becomes a plank of the new platform. And it's a fucking solid Flaw, F-L-O-O-R, a solid flaw. And now you don't experience powerlessness as much because you're not under the assumption or the illusion that you have a lot of power. It's great. This is just clearing up some facts. That's all. It's not like fucking... Uh, it's just there's certain facts that haven't been taken to be facts and we've been the result of the consequences of that. And now we've come around and we've admitted, not to the head because we realize that doesn't work, but there's been an admittance to the innermost that I'm fucked. Yeah, all right, get that done with and let's move on. And then you don't have to keep revisiting shit all day. <laughs> just just uh, 
because and you see you're not that that keeps assuming it has power that's all you see you're not that yeah you see you're not that and now there's a sober assessment of the facts in your life and now life seems to go much differently yeah because now you're not in you're not against it you're not going against it you're not trying to bend it to your will you're basically going with the flow as they they say yeah and uh you're the better for it the others are better for it and you know you can argue with reality as much as you want you're not going to win it's it's not going to bend itself to you (laughs) i mean come on it's fucking obvious so this isn't like the hidden treasures the hidden mysteries of the ages it's just you know life has informed you of certain facts that it would be best for you to comply with yeah so there you go like hey you're an alcoholic and a drug addict you're powerless over shit yeah and it's your managing that's causing the unmanageability so basically you shouldn't be the head of anything. <laughs> you should be directed. You shouldn't be directing. You should be led. You shouldn't be leading. So what? And you may be led while you're leading tons of people. It's a spiritual sense. I don't know what to call it. It's a sense or an intimacy that comes over you. Yeah? You can sense being managed by something other than self. You can sense it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know the tree by its fruits. You can't see the tree, but I'm telling you, if you've eaten enough fruit, you and it tastes like mango, it looks like mango. It's a fucking mango tree. <laughs> I mean, seriously, how many miracles have you seen in your own life and other people's lives in AA? How many? Zillions. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> You know what is what you're not, yeah? You're trying to convince a foreign fucking thought system to go along with your plan, and you're powerless over that just as much as everything else. Yeah? See, See, you're not the thinker, and you'll lose interest in the thoughts. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's a sense of ownership of what we don't own that gets us living a life of being mortgaged to all the shit we own, mortgaged to being the doer, mortgaged to the feelings, mortgaged to the thoughts, yes? Give me a freaking break. There is a, there is a solution. Yeah, perhaps there's a better way. Yes, trusting something infinite rather than finite. You don't trust something infinite right away. You question the trust in the finite. Because if you don't question that, your trusting in the infinite will be reinforcing the finite. Because it will be what you're not trying to trust the infinite. And it says it perfectly on page 63. First, you got to quit playing God. you got to see that that which is playing God isn't you. Yeah? If you don't, you'll be playing God with God. Your third step will be a transactional of fucking event. It'll be like a contract. Yeah? You'll take it back. You'll give it when it, the shit hits a fan. Take it back. Give it. 
That's not fucking the third step. The third step is a done deal. Yes, it's done. I've turned my will and my life over to the care of a higher power. Now the yapping that keeps saying I can take it back or I did take it back ain't you. That statement, that step is a fact now in your life. It's a fact. You're surrendered. You're convinced. Convinced. Surrendered. That's the condition where the problem doesn't exist for you anymore. Amen. Thank you. Anyone else, Dave? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Um, just say, just um, also, if you've like, if you've never been here before, Paul's got his website, which is well worth a look at, with loads of videos and. His books, um, his particularly his book Under a Rest, which is uh, all about recovery. You'll go to zenbitchslap.com, which is his website, which is uh, full of all sorts of uh, goody Paul H stuff. Um, so thoroughly recommend that. So and that'll also um, that he does other, another two meetings. We do the recovery on Tuesday and Thursday, and he's got his um, I wouldn't know how to describe it really, but he does another two meetings, which are more kind of uh, I guess more on the spiritual path, you could say, and that's on a wednesday and a saturday um and if you're in europe the saturday one is obviously more more time friendly i think the wednesday one is seven o'clock on our pacific time so but they're well worth uh, getting in and you can find his zoom room at zenbitslap.com next question to our old mate kaiser kaiser do you want to come in mate sure hi kaiser alcoholic hey mate uh this question is is a little bit beyond my ability to conceive comprehension and you know i can stay there i'm starting to learn that questions sometimes are even more valuable than the answers that uh, I, I try to claw um but here it is i'll throw it into the ring and it might be more about the machinations of self like how it operates i don't know um when uh we or when i discover something like i i know something that i don't want to know there's a denial of it and it seems that i'll deny that and ignore that over without even consenting to it or noticing that i do that um and then i'll just enjoy or suffer all the problems that are a uh, result of the denying it is there any way that we when we operate from the self or conventional kaiser uh can notice denying and doing anything about it i have been able to ask myself the question, what is it I am denying? And sometimes I can receive an answer, which is very, very helpful. But in the act of living, um, is there anything that I am ignoring when I do the denial? Can I see myself making a denial? And then I don't know. That's, that's a question. Of course you can see the self make, be in denial, but it's not you, remember. Okay. 
What's denying something isn't you. That's the claiming of the denial to imply you. That's the, that's the bondage of self. So the system that we've relied on, yes, self-centeredness, yeah. has failed us. Yeah. A lot of the ways it tries to deal with things is to deny them because it doesn't have the ability to deal with them. It doesn't. It's over its pay grade. So it denies. It denies. It denies. Yeah? So let's say it just blacks out that, that topic as long as it can, and then you live in this incredible mansion, but you only light up three rooms, let's say. Yes? So, and then you adapt to that, because that's what we do, being taken over to the parasite, we adapt to, we adapt to its limitations. We do. We do. We get small, smaller, smaller, smaller. It gets bigger, bigger, bigger. So then there's more denial. And the uh, obvious one in recovery is that, is to, I mean, most of the activity of the failed system in active addiction and alcoholism is denial, like blanket denial. I mean, there's so much stuff coming at it it's denying like oh, it's it's whole daily effort is denial that's it it's not even making shit up much it's just denying so much obviousness of that you're fucked <laughs> it it tells you you're portraying someone who's fucked or it's, this is a movie you being playing the one who's fucked it just spins it and spins it and spins it yeah now when there's a seeing of denial, there's also a claiming of the seeing of denial. And then self now takes the role of the one that saw the denial. And let's get on with, come on, let's move on from this and nah, nah, nah. It's just, it's just, it's like it took a, you ever see a, when a, they have videos when someone comes into a house and there's pillow shreddings everywhere. And then they confront the dog and they go, Alfred, you do this, and the dogs goes to this. This is, this is basically what's happening. But basically, it'll bite you. It won't give you that embarrassed look. It'll just bite your ass, the parasite. It has no... It has no remorse. It's just pissed that it got caught, so to speak. So... It bites you. Never do that again. <laughs> so then all you're doing is stepping over shit all day. Bro, don't... Kaiser's not up for it. You're not going to fucking retrieve what you think you lose through denial. Kaiser, <laughs> you're outmatched, bro. It's, you're just not, not meaning personally. We're all outmatched. Just realize that. That's the realization. The seeing, the seeing is more than enough if you turn over the seeing to that which is all seeing. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Just turn it over to that and ask it in that prayer. Do, do with me what you will. Yeah? Yeah, it's not like I 
you know, do with me so I can get a house in Malibu. No, that could happen, but it's basically do with me what you will and put me to maximum use. Yeah. Maybe you're being put to maximum use with by the recognition of denial so that you can pass it on at a meeting and someone else will hear it and shit like that. And maybe your aperture opening will lend the possibility of apertures opening to other people. You don't know. It's not your job to know how you're used. You just trust the process because you've, you've been treated by the process that you're trusting. And that process has treated me unbelievably well, so I trust it's going to treat you well. I do. I have faith in it. Complete faith in it, really. So basically, I see, and then so what? You know, It gets rearranged, changed, shit like that. Yeah. 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 The, uh, the way you said it had more meaning than what you actually said. And then what you actually said was fantastic as well. Well, there you go. Yeah. uh, You're not gonna, Kaiser represents the occupied territory. It's not going to liberate the occupied territory. (laughs) One of its ways of acting out the occupied territory is by thinking it's going to liberate the occupied territory. It's just more, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> like, like the, where you're devising the ways you're going to get everyone out of a prison is also a prison. <laughs> You'll just lose interest in it. When you really get a sense it's not you, it's followed with a loss of interest in it. You will. I'm telling you, the only reason why we're extremely interested in it is we take it to be us. That's it. So when that, it's not a denial, when that's negated, when that's investigated, and you start realizing, hey, I'm not that, your in- the interest and attention goes to other places. It just does. It's, of course, it's still, it's still got its trance, so it's pulling in some of your attention, but a lot of it goes out and gets distributed by the higher power, yeah? And that enriches your day instead of enslaves your day. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it, you know. I've been under the, I've been on this operating table for years. So I'm just passing on, you know, the only position you need to take is that don't get up and don't play doctor, really. (laughs) It's not that hard of a requirement. You're already laying down. You're already being operated on. You know, just, there was no point of choosing or not choosing. It's already an event. Yeah? So just don't get up and don't play doctor. You don't have to point out what needs to be addressed. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're in good hands, bro. I've watched it. I've watched you, uh, See, great strength doesn't look rigid. It softens. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see it in your facial structure. There's been a little relief of that constant pressure of having to get better or do better. You don't have to do great. You don't. A little bit given over to the higher power is more than enough. Really. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Yeah. So um, a couple of... Sorry. 
Yeah, we've got some um, two more hands up, but they've only just come up. So, do you want to call it a day, or have you got a bit of time, Paul? No, it's all right. Go ahead. Well, the, look, I'm so it's yeah. So it's um, what is it? Half past uh, eleven your time now, isn't it? So, just so you know, so we, so we've got two more. Rowena's first, and then Leah. So just bear in mind your time there. So, over to you, Rowena from California. Hello, Paul. I just wanted to say us uh, Californians love you and thank you for all your knowledge. And, um, you know, my my sponsor's on here also, and she, she um, watches you constantly, and she helps me a lot with your um, outlook on it. And just, I know it's almost time to go, but, you know, they say that okay self we know it's self you know and that we have to that self will always be there and that we have to live with self so and you, you kind of answered the question a little bit when you were just talking but so you're saying that when when um i'm gonna say committee the self i'll say self i guess when self starts in and the committee starts in um when the committee starts in, you're saying that it's because of the third step, the lack of participation in the third step, you know, completely giving yourself over to the care of God. Do you understand him? Is that what you're no, saying? No, the committee is always going to convene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it doesn't have to be on the intercom system. <laughs> right? If you close the door and walk out, you may not hear it that much. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's, it doesn't have. Uh, it doesn't send its messages to all the speakers of your life, so to speak. Yeah, in sort of words, there's a fine difference between listening and hearing. Yeah. Most people in the addiction of self are listening intently. Uh, when you start out growing that, you're hearing it, but it's not really. Uh, getting in that deep yeah that's part of the traveling lighter it doesn't mean the radio isn't on it's just that you're distracted from that station yeah okay because my alcoholic mind went all right when you were sharing that went right to well maybe i'm not doing it right maybe i didn't give myself recognize it it was alcoholic mind yeah speaking as if it was you See, in other words, it's, see, it's suggesting something it can never even make up. It's suggesting you are something that you can never be. That's the trick. Most people don't see it because it's, the trick is cast in time. So when, it, when selfing, the activity uh, of being identified as self, when that's being presented, yeah, there's no self there. There never is. There's just selfing. And selfing implies not only that there is a self, but mostly there was a self. So it's constantly implying you were Paul for all these years, and you're definitely going to be Paul in the future, therefore you're Paul now. That's the bondage of self. Well, since... Part of the committee... You just recognize that the committee isn't you. There you go. That's the beginning of the end to the uh, the tenure of the committee. 
Yeah, because Michael, he's on here too. Michael brought it to Madeira. He brought you to Madeira. And <laughs> since since I um since I started realizing that that itself, I definitely have tra traveled lighter. And I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank Michael too because he's brought it into all of our lives. Thank you. Oh, fantastic. That's the whole point. You see. The whole point is, well, there's thousands of them or none, but I want to. I just wanted to get this these ideas out into the tribe. Yeah, that's all. That's why we did this the website. I was because where I lived, I had gotten neutralized already. Yeah, they had. They I became a caricature. So there was non-self Paul, fourth step Paul, Buddha Paul. You know, which in a way was a way of not ever hearing what was being said through me. So yeah. I recognized that. So we try to put it out there into the community. First, we used to do CDs of talks and just put dates on them. And those CDs got all around the world. And then after years of trying to do a website, always help, being helped by newcomers who would go out. So we never got the website done. Finally, we were successful. And we made Zen Bitch Slap. And the whole idea of Zen Bitch Slap was to put this information out, mostly for recovery, but it attracted other types of groups. So that's what we've done. You know, just putting it out there. Yeah. Uh, it's no, and it's not meant to be a draft. You know, you've got to do this. It's just a suggestion. Check it out. If it fits your growth in recovery, then I think it's going to... It's going to amplify that growth and recovery. That's all. It's sort of like, to me, AA, you could call it a path or really an expression to illuminate, you know, to be illuminated. And then this is an illuminating quality. So it matches beautifully with a, a life of recovery to me. And so I'm just putting it out there and... I love when some people tell me it's working. They're always seemingly so surprised, which is that's, I get surprised about that because, yeah, it's working. I mean, it's obvious to me. I have great faith. Yeah. But, every, but it's so very surprising because we're so habituated with the smallness of the failed system. We're like surprised when we reckon we find a new room in our house, but it's been there the whole time. You just never entertain the possibility that there was a room or that you could walk in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank yeah, you. So, yeah. I'm almost like a tour guide. Yeah. <laughs> We're driving through a big a neighborhood of possibility. I'm just pointing out. Yeah, this possibility, that possibility. Hey, growth, yes. Okay. And I've done it so many years. It's like going to Hollywood Hills, but I'm enthusiastic every day. <laughs> oh, there's where De Niro lived or whatever. I would think you'd go crazy after a week of that. But I've this has been the seat assignment for a long time, and I've always felt great relief. So it's trippy, eh? That you, I've never, I've spoken about the same thing for tw 29 years. 
<laughs> but that same thing is so unbelievably fucking awesome underneath it. Yeah. If you can recognize what you're not, you're going to have the joy of finding out what you are. Not through the auspices of what you're not. Because so little gets revealed. You'll find out what you are. Yeah. And it's not what you thought. It's not what you believed. It's not what other people thought. It's not what other people believed. Yeah? No. It doesn't have hooks that you're hung on. It doesn't have sentencing with the hopes of probation or parole. It has acceptance, yeah? Acceptance for what you're not and acceptance for what you are. And a clarity about which is which, basically. Yeah? That's all. But it goes a long, long way. <laughs> every, every day. We, we're, in a way, we're, we've been, we're living ass backwards in a sense. Yeah? We're trying to get out of something we were never in. You and I have never been a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. We're not. We're appearing as one, seemingly, but we are not one. Or as Jesus would say, you're in this world of things and of time and of separation, but you're not of it. Yeah? You're of a different fabric. You're of a different nature. And... There's no reason why it shouldn't have a larger or a louder voice in our lives. There is no reason why. There's conditions and circumstances that are seemingly doing that, but they can be easily corrected by us seeing them, yeah? For what they are, which is they're not us, yeah? The parasite isn't us. It isn't. The thought system doesn't represent us. It doesn't. It re represents the system of self. Yeah? Our inherent nature is all the support we need. It will influence the thought system. It will direct us through the failed system. Yeah? It will take the same information the failed system has used to convict you to fucking liberate you with. It will. It's just what's directing us. Yeah. Perhaps there's a better way moving to the infinite away from the finite. Yeah. I think we're all in that process. Yeah. There's no rest area. It never ends. You just keep getting moved into the infinite. Because how could it end in the infinite? Yes. It would just keep on keeping on. Yeah. It's a dead end in the finite, for sure. And we've been parked in that dead end for way too long. Yes? We've been parked in that dead end for fucking way too long. Yeah. Perhaps there's a better way. Trust this thing. Try, how, if we haven't come to believe in AA, we're never going to come to believe. We've already came to believe in self too much. Because the miracles are... Many, yeah? I've seen so many people who I would have said are never going to get it, get it, yeah? I've seen people with an airtight case that they were completely fucked and they got unfucked. I mean, we all have seen it. Yeah. 
That's not the program. That's what's working through the program. That power. So, all right, that's it, I think, eh? Okay, well, listen, I know Leah's got a hand up. Leah, can you hold till um, Thursday and we'll put you first up if you're back again? Oh, Leah, um... bring Leah on. Oh, Let her okay. on. All right. Yeah. I want to go and have me tea. Oh, <laughs> go on, Leah. Paul, oh, my no, goodness. Sorry for doing this, Leah. No, 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 no. I'm ending. I'm actually ending on a really, I think, positive note because um, something just clicked tonight. You've been you've been on fire the past two times I've heard you. Tonight, you're particularly, I don't know, whatever. It really speaks to me. But the thing that two things came to mind, um, well, I, I don't, this is easy. I have no action. I have no action, no actions required. That's the first thing that came to mind. And, and I felt, I felt relief tonight in this meeting, no actions required. It's it, it, a, 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 a switch flipped. And then the other image that just came to my mind was this is sort of like getting in like a Tesla car or something, the self-driving cars, all I got to do is get in. Like, I'll get to where I need to go. It's a guarantee. Like it, well, you're it, in already, honey. Just notice that. Yeah. It's, you're past the point of getting in and staying out. You're already in. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> you're already in. There's not a getting in. You're already in completely. Like a great master in India would say, your head is in the tiger's mouth. You're acting as if, should I put my head in the tiger? It's already in. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you. Thank everybody. Okay. Yeah. Thanks very much, Leah. Let me so, say goodbye, everyone. Yes, thank you. We're back here on Thursday, everyone. So uh, come and see us again. That's great. I'm going to say goodbye to everyone, though, all right? Yeah, you go for it, mate. Go for it. All right, we got Catherine. Nice to see you, Catherine. Kaiser, Mike Z, Paul. Uh, we got Mike O. Nice to see you, Mike. Uh, I lost somebody there. We got Ben. Ben is in another well or strangely lit. He looks like the movie Eraserhead. That's a, <laughs> Walter. We got Char. We got Claire. Nice to see you, Claire. Uh, let's see. We got, oh, there he is, Mr. Far. Maria, nice to see you, Maria. Keep that smile going, baby. Therese, pleasure. Jacob, nice to see you again. Beth from How North Carolina. Thank you, Beth. I'm talking to my friend. Kerry, we got Jack Peace. G. Nice to see you, Jack. We got Gary. Gary is living in the, he's living large in the corner. That's awesome. Beatrice. Very nice. We got Mickey, as always. She's from Madeira also. We got a giant Madeira block. Wow. They're, they're vying for a supremacy against the Portuguese Zen bitch slappers. Yes. Yes. Vicky, nice to see you, Vicky. Rob from Kentucky, pleasure, Rob. We got Leah. Thanks, Leah. It's been a pleasure watching you the last few months. Kurt. My main man, thank you. Thank you. Sonny, Dennis in LA, Samantha, Dave, who does it all. David is the reason why we're here. David G. So send some uh, congrats, send them some gratitude towards him. John, 
Thanks for starting it off today, John Woodruff. Mm. Nice to see you. We got uh, Helen, Helen, Michael, Stacy. The uh, he brought the par he brought the infection to the Madeira. Oh. <laughs> Samantha, Helen. Yes, we got Julian, Julian R. Yep, we got a lot of other people. I can't. I may not get to Samantha O from UK. Nice to see you, Samantha. Thanks for the support today. We got Rona, Mario, uh, and um, that's about it. I'm going to take off. Thanks so much, guys. You, if I miss anybody, I say good hello, goodbye. No worries. See you. See you later, everyone. Thanks, Kaiser. You're okay to take over now? Yeah, I got it. All right, so listen, you, you, I won't see you Thursday then, no? Uh, I don't think so. I might be on, but I probably won't be able to help co-host. Okay, no worries, mate. That's fine. That's fine. Um, where is he? Uh, hey, Michael. Mike? Yes, David. Have you got a yes. phone number? Can you send me a phone number in chat, mate, for WhatsApp? Yeah. Yeah, if you, dis if you, un if you able the chat. The chat was disabled. Enable the chat for us, mate. Please. Oh, yeah, it was disabled. Yeah, publicly and privately. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. that happened. 